If you made Seattle your jumping off point for an RV trip and had only 10 days of vacation to burn, I've got a route that will maximize your experience and include a lot of diverse landscapes here in Washington State. Welcome to RV Out West. I'm your host, Brooks. My family of fours base camp is located in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, and our RV adventures radiate out from there. Please grab a mug of coffee and join us as we discuss RVing around the American West. From sweet camping spots, gear and equipment, to tips and tricks, we've got you covered. We are RV Out West. Welcome to a new type of episode segment here on RV Out West, Destinations. I've got five of these special segments planned for this year. My goal and purpose on these segments is to do a deeper dive into a location and share my first-hand knowledge of these areas with you, hopefully to encourage you to check these places out if you've not yet seen them for yourself. So let's dive in. For those of us that live here in the Pacific Northwest, There is just so much beauty and wondrous landscapes to see and explore. In this inaugural destination, I thought to myself two things. What if you only wanted to burn a week of vacation time? What would be a great 10-day trip to experience? Two, what if you didn't live around here but are planning to maybe fly in, rent an RV or a van, and have a week of vacation and you want to fully immerse yourself in Washington State? Using Seattle as your starting point and ending point, I've got a great 10-day route for you, the North Cascade Loop. According to Harmson Surveying, the highway officially opened for automotive travel in 1972, but few realize that efforts to open a North Cascades route started as far back as 1895. Work continued for over a year to open a route between east and west for commerce. That route was opened in 1896, but much of what is passable only by foot or on horseback. It followed a more southerly route than the present highway of today. What I love about the North Cascade Loop is that if you originate in Seattle, the eco-diversity that you will experience on this drive is breathtaking. Views of the Puget Sound, the Skagit Valley lowlands, to the foothills of the Cascade Mountains, the Caribbean blue-green hues of Ross Lake, to the old west of Winthrop in the Matau Valley, down to Chelan and wine country, and over Highway 2 to the faux Bavarian town of Leavenworth and back to Seattle. With this route, there is so much to experience and to see as it provides a wide swath of different activities, making it fun for all. Highway 20, also known as the North Cascade Loop, is about a 350 to 400 mile loop that typically closes in early November and the road reopens mid-May to sometimes as late as June, as it just depends on the yearly snowpack levels as well as any avalanche dangers. In January 2021, the U.S. Department of Transportation designated the Cascade Loop as a National Scenic Byway. This scenic drive has now joined the ranks of such drives as the Blue Ridge Parkway, the Florida Keys Scenic Highway, and the historic Route 66, as one of the best drives in the United States. I have prepared and put together a recommendation for a route for you. So in day one, you start out in Seattle, whether you had flown in and you picked up your RV or van, or if you're doing any last minute provisioning. On that day, Seattle traffic can be a real bear, so you wanna just relax, go with it, 
know that that is coming and that is just what it is. And so I recommend you look at maybe staying at Kayak Point, um, which is a county campground in Snohomish County, Bayview State Park, which is up a little bit towards Anacortes, as well as Winburg County Park, which is another great county park in Snohomish. These three campgrounds puts you about 45 minutes, if you're lucky, to an hour and an hour and a half outside of the city. But these campgrounds can give you some views of the Puget Sound and get you close to smelling the salt water. So they'd be a great place just to kind of go. And then if you have done an RV rental or a van, you can kind of get there before it gets dark and then have some time to you know square your gear away inside your rental RV or van. If you own yours and you're just coming up from somewhere farther south, these campgrounds are a really great jumping off point to just kind of get a good night's rest, enjoy your first campfire, and kind of settle into vacation. There are other campgrounds in the area. Uh, these are just some that I've stayed at that I really like that I wanted to put out there, but you can do your own research to find other ones to stay at as well. But I recommend you kind of stay in that northern Snohomish County area. Day two. Your overnight here will hopefully be somewhere in the North Cascades National Park campgrounds if you can get a reservation. If not, there is a great uh, KOA slash Thousand Trails in the town of Concrete, Washington that you can stay at that are both or those are extremely uh, family friendly as well. One other campground to consider would be near Lake Diablo. So in the North Cascades, there's Lake Diablo and then there's the Ross Lake Dam, and then above the dam is obviously Ross Lake. There is a campground there called Colonial Creek South Campground. Now, I must admit, I have never stayed in this campground, but it is extremely high up on my list of places to go and camp for myself. What little bit of beta or information I have about the Colonial Creek South Campground is that if you are in a very large rig, a big a big fifth wheel or a really big, you know, a class A motorhome or something like that, you may not fit inside the campground. So do take a moment and do your own research and just double check that. Either way, whether you are staying at the KOA Thousand Trails in Concrete, Colonial Creek South Campground, or you were able to secure a spot in the North Cascades National Park, on your way through Concrete on Highway 20, I recommend you check out Bird's View Brewery there in Concrete, Washington. They are family friendly. It's a great little lunch spot, so you can stop and maybe have a pint or a flight of tasters before getting back on the road. Day three, this is a non-travel day. There is so much to see and do, so you can explore Ross Lake, uh, if you are paddlers and you have inflatable uh, sup boards or you've got kayaks with you, you can put in at the Colonial Creek on Lake Diablo and go for a paddle. Do note that the wind can really kick up on Lake Diablo, especially in the afternoon. So if you are paddlers and wanting to paddle, you may want to get there early. The other thing to note is that Lake Diablo as well as Ross Lake are both glacier-fed lakes. So always dress for immersion. It might be 80, 85 degrees out, but that water is frigid and can get you into trouble. So do dress accordingly. Obviously, too, if you're a hiker, the, the North Cascades National Park and even around Ross Lake have some fantastic hikes. And so, you know, you can go to Washington Trails Association or WTA.org and research and find yourself a hike that is uh, at your level and your skills and kind of what you might be looking for to experience while you're at the North Cascades National Park. 
I mean, you can obviously also talk to any rangers as well. Day four, you will be overnighting in the town of Winthrop in the Metau Valley. I say Metau because for many, many years I've called it the Methau Valley. And recently I was camping there and I, I finally asked somebody, is it Methau or Metau? And they said it's Metau. So I've been pronouncing it wrong for just about all of my life. So it's taken me some getting used to, but it's the Metau Valley. There are some great places to camp in uh, Winthrop. So there's Paragon State Park. So if you're an angler and you like to fish, Paragon State Park is on a lake that you can easily get out and go fish. Whether you fish from the shore or you're fishing from your kayak or stand-up paddleboard or whatever you might have, Paragon State Park's a great one. The Winthrop KOA is a great, It's a, I believe it's a holiday KOA, so it's a little bit on the smaller side, but it is a great KOA. And they have, I believe it's two super sites. And so one of them has a high fence and it has a hot tub. So you can even rent a site with a hot tub. And like I said, it's got a high fence. So if you do feel like, you know, whatever you want to, after a day of hiking and exploring Winthrop, go sit in a hot tub, you've got that option, assuming you can get those sites. Like I said, there's two and they might already be booked. If you are looking to not do any camping and you're looking for that fancy, fancy four-star lodge experience, be sure to check out Sun Mountain Lodge. Sun Mountain Lodge is one of those, it sits up on a mountain um, and overlooks the valley, and it's the full resort experience with the pool and the pampering and the spa day and go get a massage, or they, they'll take you horseback riding if you want. They have activities and those kind of things. So if you're looking for that full lodge experience, Sun Mountain Lodge is a great one. I should also mention, which I haven't done yet, that the town of Winthrop gives a real wild, wild west theme to it. So kind of, you know, a restaurant might have those old school kind of saloon doors that you can walk in. And they have the hitch hitching posts like in the old west where, you know, if you rode in on a horse, you could hitch your horse up to it. So kind of their shtick is this wild, wild west uh, for Winthrop. Winthrop was originally a gold mining town and a jumping off point for uh, panhandling and gold mining. And so that's kind of why they have that wild, wild west feel. You know, day five then will be your day to explore the town of Winthrop. There's also some great mountain biking in the area, obviously great hiking. So the other thing you could do would be there is the smoke jumper training facility in the town of Twisp which is maybe a 30-minute drive outside of Winthrop. Pre-pandemic, you could go tour the smoke jumping training facility. I have not verified that they are open yet to visitors and tours in this post kind of 2023 year, but it is definitely worth investigating, and if they are, that would be something very different to go check out. If you're not familiar with what a smoke jumper is, these are wildland firefighters who bravely parachute into a wildfire, basically with a chainsaw and a shovel, and they start digging trenches to try, or not trenches, but they clear fuel and debris to try and make a barrier for containment of a wildfire so the wildfire doesn't jump that barrier and continue to spread. I can't imagine parachuting into a wildfire that's just wild 
But anyway, a very cool training facility and mad respect for those people. The other thing I want to mention about Winthrop is depending on the time of year that you will be visiting, Winthrop has a great rhythm and blues festival. It's usually around the 21st of July, give or take. So if you like the blues and the rhythm and blues, then maybe you can time your trip accordingly and uh, go enjoy this musical festival in the town of Winthrop. On day six, this is going to be a travel day down to Lake Chelan. Lake Chelan is wine country. It's a big, huge lake. It's you, uh, so it's got all sorts of water activities. There's jet skiing, and you can obviously do paddling, rent a boat, a ski boat, and go, you know, ski, water ski, or go tubing. There's a water slide park called Slide Waters, so you could go do a day at Slide Waters. Like I said, it's wine country, so there is a ton of wineries there, so you could go do a little wine tasting, pick up some nice Washington State wines to take back to the campsite and have with your dinner or take back as gifts. I have done this episode on Lake Chelan where I go in even more detail. So go back and give a listen to episode number eight for all the beta on Lake Chelan. I talk about there I talk about the places where you can camp. There's 25 mile Creek Campground, which is 25 miles outside of the town of Lake Chelan. There is a city owned and operated RV park inside the city. So then you're walking distance to the bowling alley to the ice cream shop, to the skate park, right there on the lake you can so you can go sit and kind of have a beach day. So there's a lot of things you can do there. But in episode number eight, I have all of the beta on Lake Chelan. Day seven is your day to completely explore and visit Lake Chelan. Again, there's great hiking, there's great mountain biking, there's wine tasting, there's lazy days of just sitting at the lake and swimming in the lake and in your lawn chairs and a picnic and a cooler walk around and explore the town. You could go bowling. Uh, So there's a lot of things you can do in and around Lake Chelan. Those of us who live on the west side of the Cascade Mountains, Lake Chelan is kind of our summertime destination where you kind of go from the west over to the east. And so people will take a week-long vacation to just go and be at Lake Chelan. And it's kind of a hustle and bustle of a summer, summer place to go and be kind of like you know, I don't know, the Jersey Shore. So for day eight, this is going to be a travel day, and you're going to travel to Leavenworth, Washington. Uh, There's a couple of campgrounds there that you can uh, find and research. The one I recommend is the KOA in Leavenworth. This is absolutely one of our favorite campgrounds in Washington State. The KOA in Leavenworth, when you first kind of drive in, it's the big open parking lot for all the big kind of class A's. But then as you kind of pull into the back to go uh, check in, it gets more heavily wooded and the sites get kind of cool and funky and it's very, very cool. They are very family focused. So they show outdoor movies on an outdoor cinema like we sat and watched Shrek. They also have a shuttle. So they will shuttle you into kind of the downtown shopping district on Commercial Street in Leavenworth. So your day eight will be a travel day to Leavenworth. It's not a very long drive, so you can kind of meander and you'll pass by fruit stands. So if uh, cherries are in season, you're going to want to stop and get some of those Walla Walla Bing cherries and some of your Rainier cherries and go to town eating a bunch of our delicious Uh, fruit. Our apples are incredible. 
And so day nine is going to be your day to explore the faux Bavarian town of Leavenworth. You can float the Wenatchee River, then go get a beer and a soft pretzel at Icicle Creek Brewing Company. There's putt-putt golf. For those that really are hardcore hikers or really like to hike, I would recommend you do the day hike up to Lake Kolchuk. That will give you a big, big taste of all that the enchantments have to offer. The enchantments are this beautiful high alpine area that kind of start at Lake Kolchuk and then you go up Asgard Pass, up and over and drop into this kind of high alpine, almost like a moonscape. And it's just very beautiful. If you're not familiar with the enchantments, please Google them and Google Lake Kolchuk. But that is a pretty intense hike. Um, but it's the payoff at the top is incredible. You'll even, we had, an, we backpacked up there and uh, we even got to experience uh, mountain goats and they came up maybe a little bit more close than I would have liked, but they pretty much came into our camp and were hanging out and doing their thing, looking for salt licks. So Lake Kolchak is very cool. But Leavenworth is this fun little town. If you do end up going wine tasting and you pick up a nice bottle of wine at one of the wineries in the tasting rooms there, then I recommend you go to Cured for some charcuterie. They do all sorts of dried kind of meats. And so they have a wide selection of wonderful, wonderful uh, cured meats to put on your charcuterie board. And then go find the little hole in the wall. It's subterranean there on Commercial Street for the cheesemonger and go get some wonderful different cheeses to add to your platter as well. So when you get back to camp, you can have some wonderful uh, cured meats with some delicious, delicious cheeses and a great bottle of wine to go with that and just enjoy. So that's something else you could totally do while you are in Leavenworth. Day 10 is your day that's going to be uh, your day to return back to Seattle. That drive from Leavenworth to Seattle is about three hours. There, You'll drive through. If you look on a map, you're going to see a town uh, on Highway 2 there called Salton. On Sundays or holiday Mondays, the Salton Crawl is a real thing, and traffic can get really backed up, and it can add an hour uh, to your time. So you'll just want to be aware of that and either just budget that into your time frame or you know you're going to want to maybe wake up have a breakfast and get on the road and leave Leavenworth by 10 or 11 in the morning the salt and crawl is usually starts backing up at about two from two to four ish in that time the other thing you could do is if you're a big mountain bike family then you can stop at Stevens Pass on your way over and uh, go for a, a ride that day because Stevens Pass will keep their chairlifts open in the summertime and you can go mountain biking. So you could that could be something you could easily do to stretch your legs and go have some fun because Leavenworth, the Stevens Pass, is 45 minutes, maybe to an hour, and they have big open parking lots, so parking there with an RV, especially in the summer, should not be that hard of a thing. Uh, so we kind of just covered the itinerary, but some of, I want to talk about some of the other things that you can do. If you are looking to spend some time in Seattle, whether it's on the beginning of the trip or you've added a day or two at the end of your trip, please go listen to episode number 26. I give all sorts of great information on the things to do, what to see, and where to eat in Seattle. I go into full detail there. So if you do have time to take off before your North Cascade adventure, or if you want to book in your trip with a day or three there in Seattle, definitely go give episode 26 a listen.
If you are into geocaching, Seattle and the Puget Sound was the birthplace of this great activity game. There are so many caches to be found here. If you're not familiar with what geocaching is, be sure to go give a listen to episode 31 as we do a deep dive into this activity with Chris Ronan of Geocache. And it is a wonderful family activity. I can't recommend it enough. For fans of Jack Kerouac, you can go hike to Desolation Peak above Ross Lake in the North Cascades. This is where he was a fire lookout for 63 days in the summer of 1956 and is the setting for his book. I'm going to mention it again, but in Leavenworth, there is a great place for some wonderful charcuterie called Cured. I can drop a paycheck here if I'm not careful. It's a small hole-in-the-wall shop on Commercial Street that is the main drag of this little town. There are also a lot of wine tasting rooms on the same street. So again, you can get a nice bottle of wine, some charcuterie, and then hit up the cheesemonger to get some great cheeses to add to your board. Hiking. There are so many great hikes along this route that I wouldn't even know where to suggest. That said, I would recommend you check out Washington Trails Association at WTA.org as they have trails listed with current trail conditions, and this is the resource for all things hiking in Washington State. Here on RV Out West, we have interviewed them as well, so you can go back and listen to episode number 30 for more information about this great resource. Time of year. As mentioned, the North Cascade Loop doesn't usually open until middle to end of May and sometimes as late as early June. You can get current road conditions and updates from the Washington State Department of Transportation at wsdot.wa.gov. I have also added that link in the show notes over at rvoutwest.com. This loop is only about 400 miles, give or take, so it will provide a lot of opportunities for you to go slow, to take it all in, to really experience the diversity of ecosystems here in Washington State. You can let the wind be your guide and stop at places along the route to take in more. In this route, I don't think you will be driving for more than three hours in a day. Depending on the time of year that you visit, there are some music festivals that I feel worthy of a mention and may just time out well with your trip. You may need to alter your routes, but if they are of interest, I highly recommend them. The Darrington Bluegrass Festival. If you love bluegrass and a mountainous setting, this is a great festival. There is dry camping available, and they always seem to bring in some great bluegrass acts. This festival is usually around the weekend of July 15th, located in the town of Darrington, Washington. The Summer Meltdown Festival. This past year, the festival moved from the grounds of the Darrington Bluegrass Festival to Sky Meadows Park in Monroe, Washington. At the time of this episode, their website has not been updated with a new schedule, but the festival is always kind of in that last weekend in July. If you're into jam bands and like similar music and you like String Cheese Incident or Green Sky Bluegrass or George Clinton, then this just might be the music festival for you. And the Summer Meltdown Festival does offer dry camping on site as well. The North Cascade Highway Loop is a terrific route for a 10-day adventure. If you are a born and raised Washingtonian, a Pacific Northwesterner, or an out-of-stater looking for a great adventure with so much to see and do, then this destination is for you. While it may involve a bit more of camping setup and takedown, 
What you will get for that effort is diversity and ecosystems. From the Puget Sound to the lowlands of the Skagit County, the majestic Cascade Mountains with the Caribbean blue and green hues of the glacier-fed Ross Lake, to the lakes and pines of the Metau Valley and Winthrop, wine country and Lake Chelan, to the faux Bavarian town nestled along the Wenatchee River in Leavenworth, Washington, ending in the city of Seattle for a full urban experience. The North Cascade Loop has so many breathtaking moments that you will want to experience it all. As the American author Mark Twain once said, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the ones you did do. So throw off those bow lines, sail away from safe harbor. If you're considering this for the summer of 2023, you just may want to get in on the reservations now, as it just may even be too late. For additional resources, I have added a few in the show notes on rvoutwest.com for this episode. So get out there, explore, and go see what's beyond the horizon. Thank you so much for listening. To help the show grow, please share with your RVing friends and family about this podcast. If you have an idea for a topic you'd like me to discuss, please contact me at rvoutwest.com. Our next full episode in two weeks, I sit down over a cup of coffee with the CEO of an app that solves the problem of finding a last-minute campsite. While the struggle is real, so are the solutions. I'm excited to share this episode as it will help to make your camp life just a little bit easier, especially for all those who love to live life on a whim. Thanks so much for listening to RV Out West. Join us again in two weeks with our next episode. Please like and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you choose to get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And I sure would appreciate if you left a rating or a review of the show. Special thanks to Scott Holmes Music for providing the intro song, We Are One. RV Out West can be found on Instagram and Facebook where you can interact with us and follow along on our RV adventures around the Pacific Northwest. So get out there, explore, and go see what's beyond the horizon.